Hello, angels. Welcome to the Morning Elixir, a podcast created to bring more magic into your life by showing you the many ways that you are already magic. I hope that wherever you are listening to this from, you're doing well, you're having a good day, a good morning. Or if your morning has gotten off to a rough start, I hope that your day takes a turn for the better. Maybe listening to this will help. We'll see. So in this episode, I want to talk to you guys about my recent experience at the Girl Boss Rally and my top five takeaways from the rally because I learned a lot of great things. A little background on what this is. The Girl Boss Rally was started by Sophia Amoruso. Sophia is the former CEO and founder of Nasty Gal, the clothing company that you could remember when Jeffrey Campbell platform shoes were the thing to have. So cool until they weren't cool anymore, which happens. But Nasty Gal ended up going under in the midst and before it went under, Sophia wrote a book called Girl Boss, hashtag Girl Boss. And while her company was failing, this Girl Boss movement was growing on Instagram and it became millions of people all huddled around this idea of being a girl boss. So pretty cool. It's just this big movement to really empower girls and young women that are learning how to step into their own power by starting businesses or starting movements or just figuring out how to be themselves. And the content around this weekend was just that. It was a lot of panels and talks and workshops that were different ways to help empower women, which sounds a little corny. I know we overuse that word, but that's what it was. And it was really awesome. And I saw that this event was happening and I got that little tick, that little fire that I needed to go. And I'm fortunate to have a really awesome boss who was able to help me with some tickets. And there you go. Magic. So I'm going to jump right into it and give you my top five takeaways from my experience at the Girl Boss Rally. Takeaway number one, I learned this while standing in line. I made a friend and she was this really sweet girl, is this really sweet girl from Morocco and we started talking and I learned a little bit more about her. She went to school out here and now she's working in the city, I believe in consulting. She's working in consulting in the city. And we were talking about living in New York. She's been here for five months. So she was asking me if it ever gets less intense and crazy. And I said, no, but you learn how to manage it well. And then I was asking her more about what she wants to do and more about where she's from. And she speaks very highly of Morocco, but she was telling me that it is a very oppressed society and that she really doesn't want to go back there, but she's starting the process of getting her visa looked at actually next week, and she's very nervous about it. So my first takeaway and my first learning from yesterday was that my friend from Morocco really deserves to be able to live in this country easily, and she deserves it probably more so than a lot of people that can just be here by default do. And it just triggered my mind to think more about the immigration issue and uh, just sucks that people like her can't just 
live here in an easy way. It sucks. I don't, I'm, I have no answers obviously, but that's one of those things. I, I honestly, I don't think about it a ton of course, until I have a conversation or I meet someone personally, I'm able to make that connection. And that definitely happened for me first thing. So a shout out to my friend from Morocco. You're a sweetie. I'm really glad we're friends on Instagram and I hope we hang out again soon. You were really cool. Second big takeaway and all of these I'm listing in sequence, by the way. So kind of throughout my day, everything that happened. Girlboss does a really great job with financial information. That's probably my favorite content that they put out is all of the info about personal finance because myself and I think a lot of the people that I'm friends with don't feel comfortable with this. And I learned that there's actually a lot of reasons behind that. But the first big talk I listened to, I was excited about everything financial related because I really want to get in control of my finances. Sally Krawcheck is the co-founder and the CEO of Elevest, which is an investing company and personal or financial management company that's run by women for women. And to kick off her talk, she spoke a lot about the statistics of women in the financial industry and she spoke a lot about how the financial industry is really like many things made for men and run by men and women make up or men rather make up about 80 to 90 percent of the industry at large i'm not a big statistics person just as a disclaimer for this podcast at large you've probably probably already noticed but statistics don't resonate with me as much as the personal stories do. So I'm not going to sit here and ramble off statistics because it's just not true to my brand. But point being, huge, huge, huge gap there. There's not a ton of women in charge in these financial companies. So the whole industry is pretty biased um, towards the information that's put out and the way that it's run. And that Sally's mission is to help empower women more in their personal finance. One statistic I do remember is that 80% of women die alone and that 80% of men die married. The point being is most women actually outlive men. So it's important to have your money in order. She said a lot of really great things. The line that stuck out to me the most was, in a capitalist society, money is power and money is freedom. And I've heard this before and in, in my mind, I know it, but for some reason, the way that she said it yesterday and in the context of everything else, it really hit me that money is such a significant part of learning how to step into your personal power and live your best life, which is essentially what the entire rally was about. So she provides ways to learn more about personal finance. And after yesterday, and I know the friends that I was with, I'm really making a concerted effort to learn more about it. A spiritual take on money, which I'm much more well-versed on in relative to like the nitty-gritty finance piece. I feel super uncomfortable with that. But money is the physical... Um, it is the it is the physical equivalent of your energy. So you spend energy at a job, you receive that energy back in the form of money. And that helps me when I think about 
money. I think about it actually being my personal energy. And so then when you make transactions with your energy, if you think about money in that way, you're like, okay, do I really want to spend this much of my energy on that? I don't know. Just another another way to think about it from the spiritual weirdo over here. But Sally was really, really awesome. I'm going to link to some of her stuff because she inspired me in a really big way to get smarter about finance, which is hard to do because it's one of my least favorite things to think about. But you guys, it's very important Find your community and your people that you feel comfortable talking to about your finances. (laughs) Didn't see that coming on the morning elixir, did you? Okay, number three. The third panel I went to, or actually it was the second. This is just my third big takeaway. It was called I See Me. And it was a panel all about representation in media. And there were three really awesome women on there that have very different perspectives, work in different industries, different media companies. And the biggest thing with representation is that we shouldn't have to still be talking about it. It's like we'll know that representation is no longer an issue when we no longer have to say, oh, these people need to be represented. It's ridiculous. Everything needs to have diversity. It makes everything so much richer, so much better. Just in quality, it just is is better. It's better for soil. It's better for your gut. It's better for the world. Diversity is a very, very good thing. So that's a just kind of duh thing with, you know, why do we still have to have panels on representation? I don't know, but we do. And they were very cognizant of that too on the panel. But my favorite point from this panel was, and I don't remember who said this, um, but someone on this panel said, The easiest way to turn someone into a monster is to deny them of their reflection. I'm going to say it again. The easiest way to turn someone into a monster is to deny them of their reflection. I thought that was so intriguing. And immediately when I heard this, I thought of the story of Medusa. I think most of us know the story of Medusa, but in Greek mythology, she was the woman with all of the snakes, basically snakes as hair. And if anyone looked at her, looked at the eyes of the snakes, they would turn into stone. And she was a monster. And her whole MO was that she couldn't look at anyone and no one could look at her. Well, she could look at people, but no one could look at her. And then she ends up dying because she looks at, or she sees a reflection of herself and it kills her. But she's a really great metaphor for this idea of how being denied your reflection can turn you into a monster. And it's because you feel so isolated. And humans, we are spiritual beings in a physical world, in this society, and in humans need connection. We function and thrive off of relationships and off of connection. And by not representing a large group of people in the media, which we're forced to see all the time, you are just further, not you, but they, I don't know, the media, is further isolating really big, important groups of people and individuals. And that's sad. And we don't want that. And that's one of the many reasons why representation is so important. So I thought that was really, really interesting and an interesting way to view representation. 
the fourth which I'm going to try to consolidate because I could talk about this for a really, really long time. I saw Dr. Lauren, who I've been insta-stalking, and fun side tangent, when I was waiting in line to go see Dr. Lauren and participate or learn more about the practice, which is what she's founded. It's her practice for girls and mental health. Um, I was standing in line and she was standing there with her daughter and she's beautiful. She's really cool. She was wearing these like leather black pants and these kind of combat boots and she's blonde, blonde hair. She's just striking when you see her. But we, I said, hello. And she goes, you look so familiar. How do I know you? And in my brain, I thought, well, I stalk you a lot and I really want to be you if that's you know, maybe that's it. But I I don't know. It was a cool thing. I had never met her before, but she recognized me. So maybe we're, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, guys. It was pretty awesome. We're kindred spirits, I think. But she is a psychotherapist. And a little background on her story. She was a dancer for a while and she was trying to be the best dancer so that she could be happy and confident and became a really good dancer and was still not happy and not confident and full of like shame and really low self-esteem. And then she had her daughter and decided that she needed to have a stable career. So she decided to go study psychotherapy and become a therapist. And so she did that and she became a therapist. And every day she would ask people, how was your week? How did that make you feel? And she noticed that all of her girl clients, her a teenage and young female clients all had very similar feelings. They were all feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of struggle with perfectionism, a lot of depression, a lot of shame. And it was a lot of the same same things that she had been feeling about 10 years prior when she was trying to be a dancer. And she asked herself why. And in this asking why, she came up with this notion of the practice and she narrowed it down to understanding that girls, and this is the learning, girls are not crazy because so much of the time we have these thoughts and we have these emotions and these experiences and these sensitivities and the write-off is, oh, I'm crazy, or oh, you're crazy. Don't let anyone ever tell you you're crazy, but oh, you're crazy. Society kind of tells us, oh, we're crazy. And Dr. Lauren says, no, no, you are not crazy. You're just a really good listener. Wow. I was shook. I was in this um, workshop type thing with her for an hour. I cried multiple times because she was just hitting so many nails on the head and that's her story is she understands that girls are not crazy for all of this anxiety and all of these issues with perfectionism that we had I mean I've made two podcasts now about struggling with physical perfectionism and of course my anxiety one she said no we don't make this up this is all because we've been listening really, really well to everything that society tells us that we should be, and we internalize it. And then it's this impossible thing. So there's so much more to say about it. She got really kind of deep into social norms. Um, but one other part that was interesting, she said, we have 70 
thousand thoughts a day. So that's a lot of thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts a day, all of which are completely meaningless until we assign them value. And in cognitive behavioral therapy, the big idea there is that thoughts, if given value, become feelings, which then trigger an action or a behavior. So in her method, she kind of shakes this whole thing up and she has a physical component, a mental component, a spiritual component, and then this kind of intellectual component. And it's really interesting. I love her. I love her work. It involves a lot of dance and movement and chanting. And we ended with chanting all together. I am not crazy. I am human. I am not the problem. I am the solution. And it was a very empowering, awesome experience. But that was the line, we are not crazy. We are really good listeners. Shook. That was a really big learn kind of aha moment for me in understanding mental health and so many of the things that I talk about this podcast and why it's an issue. So fascinating. So number five, my last big learn from the day that was kind of a big theme actually looking back on it and it was in a panel that I wouldn't have assumed would be a big theme, building a new empire or sorry, building a new media empire. (laughs) Media is a very key word there. So this session got into content and kind of the new world of content and how do we measure content and how do you create content that matters because there's so much of it. Like, what is media now? It's all growing so quickly and it changes so much. And how do you make something that matters? And Ari Weingroff, who actually had met before because she had, um, she's spoken at our agency before and she's friends with my boss, she was on this panel and she said something that I thought was really interesting. She said that she thinks that the success of content is going to evolve to be measured by the emotional relevance to an audience. So the success of content will be measured by the emotional relevance to an audience. So hold that thought. I think that part of the magic of the Girl Boss Rally and part of the magic of kind of this new wave of feminism and all of these things that we see happening with women. And I'm a very much a human for human type of person. Of course, I love women. I support women. I am a woman, all of those things. But I also really love men. And I think that we need men. I think that we need both. Um, So I'm not really far on either side. I try to play it pretty neutral, humans for humans. However, there has been so many interesting things that have happened Again, the Me Too movement, the midterm elections two weeks ago and everything that that shook up and how the remarkable, remarkable things that women accomplished in that election and all of the eclipses last year, I'm still obsessed with that because eclipses are the moon like coming over and blocking the sun and the moon is representation is a representation of the feminine. It's a feminine energy and the sun is a masculine energy. So there's these like 
big shifts happening on all sorts of levels, all the way out from the solar system and the planets to obviously Hollywood and politics. There's all of these different examples of women stepping up and not only having a seat and having a voice, but acting on their voice and making things happen with their voice. And it's really fascinating to watch. And it's an entirely different energy. It's a very, very different behavior. And it's a different way of looking at things. And it's a different way of changing things. And it's a different way of putting things into motion. It's just different than the way that things have already always been done in the masculine way. So this thing that Ari said, success of content being measured by the emotional relevance to an audience, that to me is more of a feminine look at success measuring by emotion because we're very used to right now and I was kind of a marketer in my past life now I support marketers but looking at things that got it I hated so much like KPIs and click-throughs and views and all of this stuff where you look at the numbers and what does it even mean what does that even mean who cares so you know, 5,000 people looked at this thing. Did anything happen? But if we think about it in terms of emotion, and then we think about what Dr. Lauren said right before, thoughts create feelings that trigger a behavior or action. I think that this is where we really see a shift. Because measuring by emotion is I imagine, very complicated. I don't know how you do that, which is great. It challenges us to think in a much bigger way. But if you're creating content with the intent of that content, creating some type of emotion, you have to think, okay, how can I create content that has enough of an authentic viewpoint that tells enough of a story that is created with enough of this sense of purpose that it instills one of 70,000 thoughts in one person and they decide that that one thought has enough meaning that they should give it value. And now that that thought has a value, that thought will inspire a feeling. And from that feeling, this person will elicit some sort of different behavior or action all from this piece of content or this piece of the media. That is fascinating because it's not how we're thinking right now. Exactly, I think some people are, but that to me is how you create movements and that is how you create giant shifts and that's really how you create change. When you think about everything and you think about the emotional intelligence behind everything that you're doing. And I thought that was really cool. So five big takeaways. The first one, my friend from Morocco deserves to live in this country and she deserves to live here easily more than like anyone else does. She was really cool. The second one, in a capitalist society, money is power and money is freedom. The third, the easiest way to turn someone into a monster is to deny them of their reflection. The fourth, we are not 
crazy, we women and girls. We are really good listeners. And the fifth, success of content will be measured by the emotional relevance to an audience. So cool. So many great learnings yesterday. So where was the magic? Where was the magic in the girl boss rally? Well, I think the magic is when you get a community of people together who have very different backgrounds and very different point of views, but they are all kind of working towards one mission of change and of stepping into their personal power. (laughs) I use that a lot, but really stepping into themselves. And when you find that community and you participate in, in it, you have really amazing conversation and amazing interactions and amazing learnings that come out of it. And that is so magic. The day was magic and everything that followed was too. It was just really great. So that is all for my episode today. I hope that you heard a couple of things in here that maybe made you think or maybe you want to go read into a little bit more. I'll include a lot of different resources in the podcast notes in case you want to learn more about you know, finance or learn more about anyone that I spoke about in this. Dr. Lauren is awesome. Um, And that's all. If you could rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that would be awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing it already. I think I'm at 4,000 downloads, which is really amazing. So thank you so, so much. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day and a great Thanksgiving week. And I will talk to you all again soon. Thanks, angels. Love you. Bye.